It was Apache 2021 for the Manchester Originals women, but they've brought in some new names and they look world class in places. But will they outclass the rest? Find out. Squad preview coming up next. Welcome to the 100 Club. My name is Tom and I'm joined by Rich for another of the women's squad previews ahead of the 2022 edition of the 100. And if you are new here, welcome. It's great to see you. If you like what we do and want to see some more squad previews, then hit the subscribe button down below and treat yourself and treat us too. Rich, we're going to do the Manchester Originals. What do you think? What do you remember the Manchester Originals women's squad in 2021? Well, I remember seeing them in that very first game of the tournament down at the Oval. Uh, a nail-biter that they narrowly lost to the Oval Invincibles, who went on to win the tournament, and thinking that they weren't that bad a side that evening. But ultimately, it didn't really work out for them in 2021. So I'll be interested to see if 2022 fares any better. Yeah, fifth in the group stage overall with three wins, four losses, and a no result, thanks to the range yeah. of Manchester, I think. So we'll, we'll, they've, got, they've got some improving to do, let's put it that way. And let's get that squad uh, right up now. And I think those three wins basically came at the end, didn't they? I think they yeah, started 0-4, right. yeah. And then and then sort of had a bit at the end when they were already eliminated. But uh, they, they showed some signs of life. Northern yeah. grit. Indeed. Okay. Who are they working with? Well, some returning faces right up the top there in Lizelle Lee, um, who's clearly uh, recently hung up her South Africa boots, um, but still a very fine cricketer who had a... A good 2021, I would say, and it's going to be an important part of their success, I think, if they have any in 2022. Yeah, it's a really interesting story, Tom. I don't know if you've been following this one. Essentially, uh, Liz Ali failed what was called a you know, a fitness test by the uh, South African Cricket Board, or Cricket South Africa, as they, CSA, in May, I think, hmm. and uh, was basically put on notice regarding her, you know, her fitness levels because she's always sort of been a, a, a larger player, as it were. Um, and they ultimately came to the point where they threatened what they call the uh, the notice of compliance, which means that players can go and play in overseas leagues. They said, hmm. well, if you don't sh- if you don't shape up, we're going to cancel your, your your ability to go and play, play in the 100, which they can do under centrally contracted players. So she said, well, I quit. I quit international cricket for the 100, essentially. The hundred and the big bash league. This is serious money for yeah. uh, you know, women international cricketers, and it was more important to her to have a hundred contract than to risk that by than to carry on playing for South Africa. So, you know, interesting development in the women's game. Yeah, well, she's a top paid player in the hundred at thirty one and a quarter thousand pounds for you know four weeks work. That is good money, uh, and clearly been topping it up a bit with the South Africa series when she's been stepping into the Test match special box as well uh, for a bit of radio commentary as well, which you know I've enjoyed. She's been really good. Um, partnered alongside by uh, Emma Lamb, who uh, I think underperformed a bit in twenty twenty one, despite all the promise and the England experience that she has. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it hasn't held her back in terms of international career. Uh, obviously, she's done incredibly well in uh, the other domestic tournaments, the Charlotte mm-hmm. Edwards Trophy, the uh, Rachel Hale and Flint Trophy as well. And then obviously getting into the England squad and earlier this summer, um, uh, getting into the England team and getting her maiden international 100 uh, last month you know, against the South Africans. Yeah, she's definitely in form. And, you know, I, I just want to see a bit more. A bit more in 2022, so let's uh, let's keep the fingers crossed for for that. Yeah, and, not, easily, uh, not easily impressed, are you? 
I like good cricket, you know. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so there it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In at th uh, three, we have uh, a player who's made a move um, from the London Spirit, I think, in DeAndre Dotton. Um, yeah. And also, and also another person who's um, yeah. pulled out of the international game recently, right? Yeah, this seems to be a bit of an emerging theme with the originals. Uh, yeah. International retirees. But uh, no, DeAndre Dotton is uh, obviously one of, on her day, one of the better all rounders in, in world cricket. Uh, in women's cricket, um, shame that she won't be playing for the West Indies again. A, sort of a slightly weird, um, odd uh, resignation note that was posted, sort of about not being able to sort of fully fit in with the team environment. So you wonder what's going on culturally there. But no, a fine cricketer, and I, I think the uh, good pickup for the originals. Um, she played for the uh, Spirit last year due to sort of I think it was a shoulder injury. I think Tom, she was able to bat but not bowl. I don't know if she's fit again to bowl this time around but obviously uh we're very useful for the originals if she can yeah uh and you know quality is quality and we'll uh, look forward to seeing that and then um i think we might have got a bit of an error going on here with any throughout at four could be cordelia griffiths at four and maybe any throughout a bit lower down right yeah i think so i think cordelia griffiths will bat higher than that she's a bit more aggressive i mean any throughout's a good bat but uh goes a bit slower so i think they'll probably keep cordelia griffiths a bit higher up that yeah. at four the record at five uh, yeah, almost yeah, almost bordering on a specialist keeper for me to record. So we'll, we'll see yeah. how that goes. And then to complete the trio of slightly odd overseas international circumstances, you've got Amy Satterthwaite, uh, the New Zealander in uh, five here, who, um, again, isn't playing for the New Zealand outfit at the moment because they wanted a, a younger, more dynamic outlook. But at the moment, she would easely walk into that team if they hadn't turned their back on them, right? Yeah, yeah, but as yet has not retired from international cricket. No. <laughs> no. But no, a very a fine player. And obviously they had um, Mignon Dupree's last year in that slot, who's moved on yeah. to the Trent Rockets. So, you know, interesting selection there by uh, yeah. um, by the originals. Yeah, I mean, Sathwaite's played 111 T20 internationals. So um, knows a way around a cricket pitch, that's fair to say. And uh, left-hand you know, off-breaks, all round, you know, really good option there uh, for, for the originals. And then when we get into the bowling lineup, you have perhaps number one bowler in the world, right? And Sophie, uh, Sophie Eccleston. Oh, yes. Uh, such an ace in uh, short format cricket, uh, the left arm spinner, but a slightly different kind of left arm spinner uh, than you normally see in, in women's cricket, in that she's bowls quite flat in the T20 mm. format. Uh, generally bowls over the wicket as well, so it tends to spear the ball into the pads. Uh, very difficult to get away. Um, so she's either very economical, or if teams do try and take her on, she takes wickets. So that's why she's the best in the world at this. And, and basically, that's 20 balls of the innings that's going for no more than 18 runs, I'd say. Yeah, and I think Laura Jackson will be similar, very economical bowler. They can really strangle in innings, those two. And Kate Cross... Um, you know, well documented. Uh, you know, you know, star of the game as well with proven quality. Bowls a quicker line will be their wicket taking option, right? Yeah, and she'll captain the side as she did last year. Mm. Has a bit of a point to prove as well because I mean, it's been fantastic in the um, in the ODI format for England over the last kind of mm. few years. Uh, featured in the Test match as well, taking the new ball after uh, Catherine Brunt and Angus Shrubsall retired from Test cricket, mm. but hasn't been a mainstay of the T20 side. And I know she has aspirations to do that for England. So the hundred really gives her an option, uh, an opportunity to 
really make the case as to why she should be in that T20 side as well as the other formats uh, for the national team. Yeah. Some interesting names on the uh, on the alternative or the bench, as you were. Um, in Mahika Gower, they have a 16-year-old UAE international, which is a great growth of the grain point. But uh, have you seen anything of her cricket? No, not familiar with her. So I think it'd be interesting one to see if she gets on. But I noticed on Premier Graphic, she doesn't qualify as an overseas. Is that right? Is that through passport yeah. or something? Or Yeah, I think so. Dual nationality. Because the fourth overseas is an interesting one mm. uh, in the New Zealand bowler, uh, Leia Tahuhu. Now, in quite a few other teams we've seen, there's sort of three standout overseas players and then sort of a fourth kind of, you know, who's sort of a, a, a nominally going to be the backup. Whereas in this case, I can see a real fight between Satterwaite and Tuhu to get into the starting eleven because I think Tuhu would just give them a different option, one of the quickest bowlers in uh, in women's cricket. Yeah, well, they might want to sort that one out at home, given they're married to each other. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it'll all end up well. And you know what? Well, it's a great option and a great problem, as I say, rich man's problem uh, for the for the coaching uh, setup there. Although I say that it's uh, Paul Shaw this time, who I think was the coach last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so he'll he'll have a good grip on things. Um, big question though is Rich, can they beat their fifth place of twenty twenty one? No, not sure. No, okay. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that uh, I mean they've got a largely settled squad from last year. Other teams have really bolstered in terms of their overseas who they brought mm. in, um, especially with the Australians arise, arriving. There's no Australians in this side. Um, so I think it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them. That said, if they can take that momentum that they had from the back end of last season, then they could be mm. competitive. And it's a very short season, only six games. Um, so it could be completely wrong. But for me, I think they look marginally weaker on paper. Okay. Well, I think... It... And especially, and they lost Harman Preet Kaur. They had Harman Preet Kaur last year, who's one mm. of the best in the world. So, yeah, I don't know about you. Slightly oh, weaker, I... right? Well, I think the strength is in the bowling lineup for me, and some of the other teams are almost the opposite. So it'll come down to the strength of uh, you know what they can do with the ball in hand. Um, yeah, may, maybe you're right. Okay, Rich, uh, good chat with you. Um, but clearly, if you're watching this at home and disagree completely, then let us know down below. We want to yeah. know how you would line up the national originals, and if we're underselling them in 2022, that'll be uh, good to hear from you. Uh, until our next call preview, we'll uh, we'll say. Goodbye for now and catch you next time here on The 100 Plunge. Cheers.